You're listening to the Dreamer in the Details podcast with me, Dylan Ferlano. I'm an entrepreneur, photographer, and your biggest cheerleader along this journey. I'll be here with some of my favorite bloggers, influencers, business owners, and more to help you dream bigger and get all of the details on how to make those dreams come true. Think of this as your personal invitation to our group chat. We're so excited to have you. Welcome to another episode of the Dreamer in the Details podcast. I am so excited for you to hear today's interview with Darby from Darby's Diamonds. She's a fashion blogger and Disney blogger, and honestly, our conversation covered a lot of topics. She talked through how she plans outfits for photo shoots and how she manages shooting content for herself and also mixing in content that she shoots with me. She also talked about some of the things that she thinks about while posting, including sharing her life, how over-consumerism can affect those who follow her, and also how that impacts the environment as well. This is a great conversation with someone who is so sweet and so thoughtful, and I'm really excited for you to listen to it. Today on the podcast, we have Darby. Hi, Darby. Thanks so much for joining us today. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. So we were just quickly chatting about how we met, and Darby said it's like the seven degrees of Olivia, Olivia Phillips, and she is so right, because Darby followed Olivia, and Olivia and I had worked together, and then this friendship just blossomed out of both of us knowing and following Olivia, and I'm so glad it did. So Darby, can you tell us a little bit about your blog? I know you're a fashion blogger, and you also do a lot of Disney blogging kind of mm-hmm. what you post, what you're interested in, and how it all started. Sure. So I had wanted to kind of get into the realm of blogging for quite a while. I mean, I followed lots of blogs when I was in high school, and then in college I started thinking about it more, but, you know, there's a lot of naysayers, and so I kind of let that get into my head. But then the senior, my senior year of college is when I was like, okay, you know what, I'm going to do this. I had some relationship and friendships end that like, I want to do something for me, something new. And so the Christmas break of my senior year, I actually bought my domain. It didn't really start doing any of it, but I was like, okay, well, I'll do research, see how I can get this set up. And then um, the pandemic started that March of my senior year. And then I was home and didn't have anything else to do. So like, this is a great time to get into it. So I started just taking all my pictures in my backyard, um, nothing fancy, but The reason I wanted to get into this was because although plus size representation was definitely improving in social media, I still wasn't seeing a lot of just everyday people doing social media. And that was the aspect that was really important to me that at the time I was just an average college student. I was living at home. I didn't have any really glamorous trips or anything going on. I was just your very normal girl next door who's doing this and I wanted people to see if I could do this, if I could romanticize the small parts of my life. Anyone can. It doesn't take, um, you know, you don't have to be a celebrity or do your makeup every day or things like that. Like it was just my everyday life that I was sharing and anyone else could do that. And so that's kind of how it started. And alliteration is really important to me. So that's how Darby's Diamonds got started. I was sharing the little diamonds of my life, things that were special. Um, and so then my tagline became Annapolis Adventures, Fashion Finds, and Disney Delights um, as the three main things that I share, which are still pretty much the three main things that I share today. I love that for you. I just, so maybe we'll talk about Disney first a little bit so we kind of get that okay. out of the way because I know it's yeah. such a big part of you. <laughs> so can yeah. you 
talk a little bit about your love for Disney and how that fits into the content that you create. Yeah, so I started going to Disney as a young child. My dad was uh, in the Navy, and when he would come home from deployments, we would go to Disney. That was just like kind of our tradition. Dad gets home from deployment, we have a Disney trip. Um, so, of course, I had positive associations with it growing up. And then probably around end of middle school, early high school, it kind of just became my thing. And then the older I got and the more independent I became, it really became my thing when I could start traveling alone. Um and then I started getting into Disney fashion and Disney style outside of the parks, things like that. And at this point, it's really just, it's my happy place. I feel like I'm the most relaxed when I'm there. Uh, so it's just, I don't know, it's just so magical. I'm not so much into the Disney movies. A lot of that surprises a lot of people. I'm just not a movie person in general. I mean, I love the Disney movies, but it's really the parks for me and just the happiness, the joy, you know, being a kid again. So before we move on from this, can you give people like your top three favorite things in the parks? I know you're going to say this is like the most impossible question. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. Let's see. I think so. If you're in Magic Kingdom and you go down Main Street on either side in front of the castle, there's sections of grass that are called the hub grass. And I think one of the best things to do is to take a moment Try not to be too stressed out about your next dining reservation, your next ride. Just sit down on the grass and really take it all in. The music, the sounds, the laughter, the castle. That to me right there is like the best part about my Disney trip is when I just get to sit there and let it all soak in. So do that. Don't get too caught up in all the next places you have to be. It can be very go, 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 but really take a moment to just enjoy it. So that'd be my number one tip. Um, I think my second tip would be expect something in your plan to not happen. You can plan your Disney trip until your face is blue, but something's going to come up and you just kind of have to be flexible. Don't let it ruin your trip. And then also, I would say for my last tip, you're not going to be able to do every single thing. And if that's going to stress you out, just really try and let that be something you remember that I've been close to 50 times and I still haven't done everything. Olivia is a Disney fan also. She worked there. I'm sure she hasn't done every single thing. So just prioritize and enjoy what you get to do and be okay that there are going to be things you miss. I love that. Thank you, Darby, for sharing that. And I feel like something you said in there about kind of taking a breath, slowing down, is actually something that I know we've talked a lot about with your content as well. And I know the kind of go, go, go and the consumerism that a lot of times comes with being a fashion blogger is something you've been trying to kind of reconcile and work through in your head a little bit as you take this next step in your blog. And I was wondering if you could talk to us about that and how you're trying to incorporate sustainability and responsibility within also doing what you love. Yeah. So this is. It has led me to kind of slow down a bit with the content output that I've had recently because if you follow fashion bloggers, you know that in stories we're going to share sales and our favorite purchases of the month and our top sellers from Like to Know It and all these things. And that's all great and they're things I enjoy doing, but I have really struggled with how I am promoting over consumerism, overspending, and what the role I'm playing is in all of that in the bigger picture because I was telling Dylan this earlier that I can put as many disclaimers as I want on my stories that just because I'm sharing this doesn't mean you need to buy it but if we're 
constantly exposed to all of these sales and all of these products and all of these things that everyone's recommending, that's still a subconscious perspective that we're taking in and we're going to hold even if we don't realize it. And so, you know, if you're following, let's say you only follow 10 bloggers, but all 10 of those people are sharing their must-have makeup essentials or their must-have water bottles, that's just a lot of products to consider when in reality, none of us need to have 10 water bottles or 10 of anything really. And so it's something I've really considered moving forward of how can I still share fashion? How can I still share my favorite finds without giving into this? You have to buy things. You have to, you can't miss out because I don't want to create that type of culture around my community. So it's definitely something I consider. Um, one of the ways I've combated it so far is just trying to repeat outfits in my pictures. You'll notice, especially in a lot of my Disney pictures, that I have the same core pieces that don't really change. Um, even with my photo shoots with Dylan, I've had repeat outfits. Just if I love a dress, I'm going to keep wearing it. And I think that's important to show that reality that, yes, I may be creating content, but I don't need a new outfit for every photo shoot because in my real life, I'm not wearing a new outfit for every photo shoot. And then I also struggle with I don't want to buy things for a photo shoot just to return them. And I know lots of people do that. And if that's what works for you, that's wonderful. But for me, there's been a lot of guilt over that of what am I putting out there? What are other people going to perceive then as important? So it's definitely something I consider pretty frequently right now of how I'm going to move forward. I know you've been doing a lot of the outfit, wearing the same outfit or restyling the certain pieces, because mm -hmm. obviously I see them in the photo shoots. I think a fear probably that a lot of content creators have is that they will lose followers or they'll people will lose interest or they'll, you know, lose, I don't want to say respect, but that it just won't be a sustainable way for them to create content. Have you had anyone push back or comment? Because I wonder if that fear is a little bit overblown, because I think you can restyle plenty of pieces and still create interesting content. But I'd be interested to hear what your perspective has been on that. So I haven't had anyone uh, directly push back. Um, and I've actually had some positive feedback that, you know, this is reality that, you know, I'm going to work and I'm wearing the same rotation of a couple blazers, a couple pair of work pants that I'm not getting a bunch of new work outfits. And people have found that very relatable. But on the other hand, I will say that I've seen some engagement drop, which it does make sense to me if I'm not sharing, you know, try-ons or hauls, there's not as going to be as much new content to pull people in. And so I think it's kind of finding that balance of, all right, maybe my audience will be smaller, but the audience that I have, it's really resonating with them that this is just real life, not trying to be excessive. Um, so I haven't had any negative comments. I've actually been extraordinarily lucky throughout my whole social media thing that I've really only ever had like two really negative comments. So I've lucked out in that regard. Um, so no, there's not been negativity, but there also, I wouldn't say has been a whole lot of growth with this change either. And can you talk a little bit about, I know you had said your work outfits. Do you want to tell us what you do as well? I, I didn't ask you this in the beginning, but your day job is very cool. And <laughs> as we sort of hit on it, I want to make sure we, we get it out into the ether real quick. 
Yeah, so I am a reference archivist for the Maryland State Archives. So basically, I work with the public who are coming in and need to get records. Sometimes that is records from the 17th century because they're doing historical research. Sometimes that is their divorce record or their marriage license because they're trying to get dual citizenship or get their real ID or a host of reasons. Um, but yeah, so I get to work with really old documents most of the time. It's really cool. It's very rewarding. I really enjoy it. I just, I love that about you. So I'm glad we got to like sneak that, <laughs> sneak that in on the back end. So another thing that I feel like you do so well, and that was what we kind of wanted to talk about on here, is that when we started working together, you were taking your own photos, I think, exclusively, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, and you are yeah, the first photographer I worked with. And now we, you kind of do a mix, right? So you still do a lot of your own photos, especially in Disney, although that's the dream. If anybody from Disney <laughs> is listening, you can sponsor a trip for us anytime. But um, I wanted you to talk through how you think about mixing your own photos in with uh, professional photographer photos. I get a lot of pushback sometimes or concern from people who feel like, their feed will look weird or like people will be able to tell the difference or it won't be consistent. And I know that's not true because you're not the only one who does this, right? Who mixes it together. But can you talk through how you do that? Sure. So one of the big draws to me of having a professional photographer was I felt like I was starting to plan my events based on how I could fit it into my Instagram. And I really did not like that. I did not want to feel the pressure anytime I wore a cute outfit to go out with friends that I had to take pictures to have content or that I had to rely on my friends to take pictures or feel like I was bothering them and telling them exactly how I wanted the picture taken. And so when the opportunity came up to work with you, I was just so thrilled because one, batch content is so helpful and has made such a world of difference. But also then I didn't have that pressure of needing to take pictures every time I did something because honestly, I'm, I'm relatively, I, I like to stay home. I don't go out that much. Um, and so I, that took a lot of pressure off my social life of my social life could be my social life and it didn't have to be documented all of the time. So now that I have that mix, um, I think I've definitely, almost all of my pictures are outside. That has been, I think, a big part of trying to keep things cohesive. Um, not many of my pictures you'll see in the last year or so have been inside. And I think that's helped just natural light. Um, and then also trying to learn how to use Lightroom. I am definitely not an expert, but I've gotten to the point where I know how I like to edit things to kind of all look the same. Nothing crazy. It's usually just changing contrast or lighting or something like that. Um, but also just if you can tell a professional didn't take my photo, that doesn't really bother me. And I think that also just contributes to it being more authentic that, you know, professional photography is a skill. It's an art. It's something worth my, it's, it's you deserve to be paid for it. And of course my photos aren't going to look like that because I'm not a professional. My friends aren't professionals. And so it's, it's never bothered me if, one photo you can tell is professional and the next photo isn't because again that's just real life i don't have a professional photographer following me around all the time um and i'm okay without it looking perfect because that's also always been one of my goals is to show that social media doesn't have to be a highlight reel i i've tried really hard to do that and i think having that mix has been one little way i keep that authenticity 
So two things. One, I don't feel like you can tell the difference necessarily. And maybe this is bad at me not doing a good <laughs> job of selling myself. But I look at your feed and I don't necessarily see a huge difference. Um, so I think that's a little bit of an overblown fear for people. Yeah, I would agree. But I want to go back to you sharing your life too. So we had Ange on the podcast a couple weeks ago and she was talking about sharing her life too. And I give you guys so much credit for that because I think I do not do a good job of sharing my life. I get nervous and, you know, I'm like, oh, my life isn't glamorous enough or interesting enough or, you know, any of that kind of stuff. So I was wondering, how do you decide what you share, the good and the bad? And how have you kind of worked up the courage to make that happen? Um, so this has definitely been a process. Um, I actually have a post sitting in my drafts right now that I've been de debating back and forth if I should post it because Dylan knows this, but most people don't. A few weeks ago, I was very sick and it actually started with severe anxiety and I ended up in the emergency room, was convinced I need a heart transplant. It was a whole thing. Um, and I was very convinced I was just dying during all this. Ended up being fine. I just had severe stomach flu. I survived. It was totally fine. But I took a picture during all of that of me on my couch with a messy bun, looking sick, not looking cute or put together or anything. And I've really been debating if I should post it because over time, I have made sure my captions are very authentic and raw. But if it's a caption paired with this put together photo, I still feel like I'm not being authentic because not everyone's going to read the caption. And so I definitely go back and forth with, well, how polished do I need to be? How raw should I be? And I think I've made some good steps. I have been very open about my mental health of having pretty severe anxiety of having depression. Uh, I've also been pretty open about having endometriosis and polycystic ovarian syndrome. But there's also aspects of my life I definitely have kept off of social media. I had an extremely significant friendship of mine end last year that's probably been one of the hardest things I've had to go through. And that hasn't made it on social media, mostly just out of respect for the other individual. Um, I don't want them to feel like I am trying to profit off of or get followers or clout or whatever word we want to use. So if it's just about me, I'm pretty open. If there's other people involved, I try and think more carefully about it. For instance, my relationship, um, you can tell I have a boyfriend on my social media, but it's not something I go on and talk about. So it's, I go back and forth of how vulnerable do I want to be, but every single time I question it and then post something that's vulnerable, I always get the most wonderful messages from people about how they appreciate that I shared or how it made them feel less alone. And every single time I'm reminded, okay, this is why I'm doing this. Um, this actually is having impact. This matters. Because I also worry sometimes that I'll come across as a crybaby, which has never been my intent. I don't post for sympathy. I genuinely do it so other people don't feel alone. So getting those messages is always really nice. And we're so glad you're back to tip top Darby shape. I know it was it was a little touch and go there for a little bit. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Very happy. I'm feeling better and can eat food and drink water again. <laughs> yes. 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 And and just be back to your your smiling Darby Diamond self. So yeah, we are happy to have you back in the world with us. So what is next for you this year? What is something exciting you're looking forward to? Goals you have? Um, I'm sure there's a Disney trip if you want to throw that teaser in there. 
Um, so the biggest thing coming up is I am moving in three months, despite just saying I'm quiet about my relationship. I will say my boyfriend and I are moving in together. So that's really exciting. Um, it, yeah, it's apartment hunting is a little bit stressful. I have been incredibly fortunate to have been able to live with my parents and not pay rent. So I'm also just getting used to being a full-fledged adult and having to pay rent and having some sticker shock at prices. Um, but I'm excited to start, you know, looking for furniture and finding a place and making my own little home. So that'll be really great. Um, so that's the first thing on the horizon. And then I think I'm also kind of starting to move into a new phase at work where I've been in my career for over a year now. Um, I'm starting to gain more confidence and be more sure of things. Hopefully a promotion is on the rise. Since it is a government job, it's not quite like the private realm where it's not just merit-based. I do have to, you know, put my time in to get a promotion, but one should be coming up soon. Um, there might be a Disney trip. There is a new roller coaster opening on April 4th, the Tron roller coaster. And I typically try to go on opening day to new ride openings, but if I'm moving and having rent, that might be a sacrifice for me this year. So we'll see, but there should be lots of exciting things. Maybe we'll get a dog. I don't know, but it hopefully will be a good year. I'm excited. You definitely need a dog. I feel like you're always talking to me. I don't know who these <laughs> dogs are that you're always talking to me about, but there's always <laughs> dogs. I feel like somewhere in yes. your arena or your world, there's a dog sitting, I think, right? You were dog sitting. For yeah. Now, right. Yeah. I dog sit a lot. I'm dog sitting this upcoming weekend. So that's kind of my side job, my side hustle. Um, I just think it's wonderful that I get paid to hang out with dogs on the weekend. Like what could be better than that? I guess if you're a cat person, lots of things would be better than that but I think it's great. Um, I have, my parents have two dogs, a German Shepherd and a West Highland Terrier. Unfortunately, the apartments don't allow German Shepherds, so won't be getting another German Shepherd soon, but maybe we'll go to the, I would love to go to the shelter and adopt the oldest dog who really needs a home. That's my dog dream right now. That would be so sweet. Also, the fact that you have a job your side hustle is your blog. And then you're like, I have actually another side hustle. And it tells us all exactly what we need to know about you. <laughs> yes. And then I have another side job. I babysit a lot. So I do. Yes. Work-life balance is probably not something you should look for me to. It's something I definitely can work on. But I'm trying to start reading more. So that's also, that's been a new thing I've been getting into. So maybe I'll start a book talk or a book Instagram too. <laughs> Yes, because you just you're like let's round it out with five five things for Darby to have to do all the time. Five jobs. Right, right. Four four isn't enough. <laughs> no, no, no. I I didn't prep you for this question, but since we're talking about your organizational skills and mm -hmm. all of that, can you talk through really quickly? You are always prepped and ready to go when we have photo shoots. You've got all your outfits, you know what you want to do, you've got the accessories, and can you talk through how you think through picking those outfits and then how you go through packing them? Sure. So the first photo shoot we did, I remember being so stressed about this part of it. And then once I did it, I was like, okay, that's actually not so bad. So now if I know we have a photo shoot coming up, let's say like you and I are going to do a photo shoot in late March, I know that the content I will want out of that will be spring outfits. So I would start at this point keeping notes in my phone because my ideas will come to me at like the most inopportune times. So I always have a list going in my phone of possible outfits. And then as we get closer, I kind of start narrowing those down, picking the exact accessories or shoes and everything that'll go with that outfit. 
on then trying to figure out, okay, are there overlaps? Can I use this skirt for multiple outfits? Can I use this shirt for multiple things? Can I style this dress a couple ways to get multiple um, pictures and types of content out of it? And that also goes back to the sustainability side of if I can show a single piece of clothing multiple ways, I really want to do that. That's important to me. So once I finalize my outfits um, and then I find what's overlapping, then I go to packing things. Um, if it's something that will be in multiple photos and multiple outfits, then I try and keep that all in one bag together. Um, and then the other thing I have to take, in, take into consideration is a lot of the times we are shooting at places that don't have great places to change. And so I need to know how can I strategize these outfits to change if there isn't a bathroom and if I'm doing this more or less in a parking lot or in the open or something like that. So that's probably where most of my stress comes from is, okay, what tank top can I put under this? What shorts can I put under this? How can I make all these outfit changes happen? Um, but really it's just a lot of planning ahead to strategize what was going to be easiest because I don't want to waste our precious time changing. I want to be able to get more photos. So basically I just take a lot, a lot of notes and think about it a lot, which is where my overthinking is a positive. So Yes, you are definitely, you're always ready to go. You know exactly what's in, exactly what bag. It's it's amazing to me that you're pulling <laughs> stuff out and you know exactly where it is. Um, one last thing that I, again, I just thought of and didn't prep you for. Can you, I know one of your most popular posts is about shoes, right? And I think that yes. that is a, a subject that you kind of, you really talk about that maybe not a lot of other people do. So can you run through really quickly that post and why it's so popular and that whole area. Yeah. So the post Dylan is talking about is the best places to get size 12 or larger shoes. Um, I'm tall. If you don't know me, I'm 5'10 and I wear a size 12, 12 and a half shoe. And while there are options out there in that size, it's just objectively challenging to find cute shoes, cute affordable shoes, even cute high fashion shoes in that size. So I have a post that I fairly regularly update, um, keeping an ongoing list of places that have shoes in size 12 or higher. I try and find places that do go beyond 12. Some places only go up to 12. Um, but it's definitely a pretty niche area of social media. I follow one other girl who um, is a size 12, but it's just, it's a long list. I'm honestly getting to the point where I think I need to break it up into categories, but it's really just your go-to. If you're a size 12 or bigger, you can get shoes here. There's lots of different styles. Um, there's some are well-known brands and then some are small brands that aren't as well-known. And that's really important to me. We haven't touched on this, but sharing small businesses is also one of my favorite things. So when I find a small business that does have inclusive sizing for shoes, I include that. I think we're getting really good at having inclusive sizing in general for clothing, but I think the shoe industry is still lacking in that. So it's kind of, that was one of my passion projects when I started this of just, I have this list, let's make it accessible to other people who are struggling to find shoes. I know that was hard for me growing up, feeling like I was missing out on the cute things all my friends had. Yes, I, that post, we're always talking about that post and those your shoes because you always have the cutest shoes. So I wanted to make sure we got that in there. Also, yeah, we didn't talk about your love of small business. Can you tell us how maybe you find small businesses? Is Do you have a, some tricks of the trade to find your next favorite small business? 
Um, some of it, so it used to be Etsy. Um, Etsy can still be a great place. Uh, it's not my favorite anymore just because of um, a lot of creators are moving off of it for a variety of reasons, but Etsy's still a good place. Um, and then honestly, I'll just try and go through tags on Instagram of finding things. And if you find one small business, a lot of the times they will be sharing other small businesses. So it kind of starts with one and then I'll find five more through them because they all support each other. Um, I also will make guides. I haven't done one in a while, but on my Instagram page, I have guides of small businesses. So I did one of like small businesses with Christmas Disney items or small businesses with Halloween decor and things like that. So honestly, just searching, it's not any revolutionary idea. I just try and search and find, find different ones. Darby, thank you so much for coming on today. You are such an angel. You are so sweet. You're so fun. I'm so glad everyone is going to get to meet you and to hear all of the great things you have to say because you're so thoughtful and you just really take this seriously, but we also have so much fun. Can you tell everybody where they can find you? Your Instagram handle, the blog, anything else you want them to know if they want to follow along with you? Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited you're doing this. I think you're such a wonderful person to have this platform. So congratulations to you on starting this new project. But you can find me on my Instagram. Pretty much everything is Darby's Diamonds. My blog is www.darbysdiamonds.com. And then my TikTok is also Darby's Diamonds, which is not really fashion-based. My TikTok is very mental health-based. So if that's something you're into, then you can check out my TikTok. But Darby's Diamonds across the board is where you can find me. Excellent. Everybody should follow along. And thank you so much, Darby. I can't wait to see you so soon. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Dreamer in the Details. We're so happy to have you with us. You can follow along with us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. And if you subscribe, you'll get all the new episodes sent directly to your feed. You can get in touch with me at Dylan in the Details on Instagram or dylaninthedetails.com, which is my website. I'd love to hear your feedback and we hope to see you again next time.